0: Okay. What the hell you waiting for? Wow. <laughs> I'm I don't know what I'm doing. Hi, this is No Say No Man, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up. Twitter. Powered by a very fancy microphone. Hey, that's not even ours. Hey. We're
1: acting so brand new with this microphone.
0: Uh, hopefully you guys will be able to hear us properly. Mm-hmm. And please let us know if you do at Pod. NSNM <laughs> podcast or going well, yeah, through Gmail at no sir no man at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Please let us know. You can also leave us a comment on SoundCloud because apparently that's a thing that happens, and we really love it when we get those. So, yeah. you know, holla Disclaimers none okay. except
1: that our voice is crystal clear. So, I'm gonna get my
0: radio voice on. Word, hey, boo. Okay. I I will not be making those promises. Um <laughs> so deal with it. First up, um this week, yo, this week started off I feel like kind of quiet. And then fora. It's it's been on one. Yeah. Fora shadida. Fora shadida يعني on
1: Um well, I wanted to talk about like international trash first. Okay. Uh, it's not really brand new, but it's been like floating around, and I feel the need to express myself because this is too much you know do it so as a lot of you may or may not have heard, the French people are on one the french people the the french the people, are people on. of France. <laughs> And Nasdale, they, they they are on one. But Sarah
0: human rights. what are you talk, what are you even listen? What
1: are you on? What is it? Like this? if people haven't been following this news. Mm-hmm. So a few mayors in some cities in the south of France have decided to ban quote unquote burkinis on the beach. Which are mind you, a burkini has nothing to do with a burqa. It's just like a modest uh mayo basically right. it's modest <laughs> it's, swimwear. It's modest
0: swimwear, so it's like it's like if you wore like a scuba diving outfit but like with a tonic over it. That's what it and looks then like. a tarha, like not even because if you're scuba diving, the black tabasak too. Well,
1: yeah, there's that. Yeah. that's so
0: true. It's literally a that scuba diving so outfit true. with a long shirt bafok, like a tonic like. Um So
1: yeah, this modest swimwear has been banned on the beaches of the French Riviera. Um, the excuse that was given is that Girl. this <laughs> this type of clothing <coughs> does not comply with French secularism also um,
0: is a threat for public order? This is my question. Like, I understand the first part because... No, whatever. I don't. No, no, no. no, no. no. I mean, no I'm I sorry, under- no. I understand it at a very basic like French no no xenophobic level. No like I get no, it. No,
1: even that even then no. Like I understand if you're very, very attached to your <clears throat> secular state as you should be. And Aslan, people are not allowed to wear any kind of religious sign in government buildings or schools or hinayani. Right. But like on the fucking beach really like, loligit merah, maselen with like a cross pendant on the beach. Are you gonna tell her to take it off? Like, really? Is this fish yani
0: I just don't understand the argument that a woman wearing a burkini like somehow threatens public order. Like, what's gonna happen? Are people gonna like get into a tizzy and like no, protest there, there on the point beach is like that? It it threatens public
1: order in the sense that um, it's a sign of oppression for women. And they don't really want to see that.
0: But when you tell the woman that she can't wear what she's comfortable wearing to the beach, is that not also oppression? Like, I don't understand.
1: Yes, it is, but not for French people. Because French people have a very narrow idea of what freedom is. Like, it's their idea of freedom. And if you don't comply to that, then you're a public threat
0: because it's freedom within the confines of white French culture, pretty much, which is really, really limited. Like pretty much, that's like the
1: the I I like from my personal experience. I think the French are very, very, very attached to their culture, and they do believe that they're a country of like freedom and human rights and all of that, and they're mm. also very attached to. Like their secular state and like completely separating state from religion and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's also a problem because they're so much that they're terrified of anything that's different, like different from their culture yeah, or different from, you know, their idea of... Progress, they're, like right. they, 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 they're not very accepting of albinism. Well, the
0: thing that I don't get, and I mean, we keep talking about this because France is usually on one, mm-hmm. but like Word. the thing I don't understand, or the thing that makes me sad—not that I don't understand—is that like French society is not homogenous, right? Like mm-hmm. it's pretty diverse if you think about it. Okay, but like the the general understanding is that it isn't that's what I don't understand like you have all first of all you were you know a a, a you are you are an ex colonizer so you have all these people who <clears throat> you basically you know ruled for however mm-hmm. many years and this you know like continues on to today like this like spills over into modern times right mm-hmm. where now like these people are are in some way connected to, like, the French system. Mm -hmm. And when they're trying to leave their countries for a better life, they come to France because they speak French in their countries and, like, this is what makes sense. But, but like, how do you just completely discount the fact or, like, disregard the idea that you, you know, you have these attached peoples to Mm -hmm. you who are, yes, different from you, But, like, you have no istiadad whatsoever to absorb them.
1: Because I think it can be explained if you look at the history of immigration in France, like, especially the last wave of immigration in, like, the 70s or whatever, where they had a huge need for, like, foreign labor Mm -hmm. because it was cheap and, you know, they put these guys to work and either, like, jobs that no Frenchman would want to do or, like, dangerous jobs or, you know... And the thing is, they brought these men and they basically put them in camps, like oh, in the wow. outskirts of the cities. And then, at some point, I think it was under Valérie Giscard d'Estaing, when Chirac was prime minister, mm-hmm. they decided that um, because these men were alone and they were kind of like marginalized and whatever, that they wanted... Um, to allow them to bring their families okay. so they would assimilate, so they would be less dangerous and less of a threat to, like, other communities. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how they started the regroupement familial, like, when they brought families and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. their plan and what they expected was that people would just come in super smoothly and just, like, become French.
0: Right, like their cultures would be completely stamped out once exactly. they came to France.
1: Yeah, and that did not happen, girl. That's not because... how it works.
0: <laughs> like, no, but especially
1: if, like, they're not living with, like, the other, other community. Right. Like, they're Separate. completely separated. They're mm-hmm. isolated. They have like their own schools and their own their own hospitals and all of that. So, like, how do you expect them to
0: assimilate? And
1: then three generations later, you're like, oh, but what happened? But they don't feel French. Well.
0: Well, yeah. Because, okay. you know? Like, okay. See, yeah, so, I didn't know any of
1: that. I think it's, it's. Um, I'm not going to say normal, but it's understandable. understandable that they're terrified of like... Difference. Difference. And like when you come into their country and you're really attached to your culture, that's not, like that's not going to work for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they need you to, like, really assimilate. My high school principal uh, called my parents in once <laughs> to tell them that <laughs> I wasn't um, being social enough with, with the other students. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't going out to parties like they do and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know where she got this information from. And my mom was kind of like, well, you know, like, what happens at these parties is things that we don't agree with and whatever, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, not to say that my daughter's not social, mm-hmm. just... It's not earth. Right, like it's within certain limits. And so the lady was like, you know, your daughter really needs to assimilate <clears throat> more into like the culture of that he Higa the Fiha and blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, I have no problem with that. But my, my daughter needs to understand that she's also Sudanese. And that means that she has her own culture mm-hmm. to like respect and follow and blah, well, blah, blah. Yeah. And the lady was like, well, you know, that sounds real xenophobic to me. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma'am. And my mom was, like, so close to going off. And we, like, got off, like, shh, that's good. That's so crazy. And was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. Well, yeah, we'll totally work on that, And blah, blah, blah. That also
1: reminds me, like, <clears throat> I have a, a Moroccan friend who lives in France, and he applied for a French passport, which he eventually got. Mm-hmm. But when he went for the interview, they asked him, like, really dodgy questions. Like, um oh, so you're Moroccan, how many times a year do you go to Morocco? And the thing is, the the lady who was, like, processing his file was actually trying to be helpful. So she's like, don't say more than twice a year. Like, that's not good for you. Are you serious? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, well, um, would you say you hang out with more Moroccan people or, like, more French people? What the hell? And it's not like this guy had, like, he studied in France. He went to university in France. And he'd been working there for a good, like, four or five years. Right. And he had paid a shitload of taxes. So, like, ma'am, yeah, if you do if not... Yeah, you don't... But, yeah, they do yet. ask you these sorts of questions because you can't be naturalized if you're not assimilated. You know uh, what I mean? And they ask you questions about French culture and, like, have you ever had boeuf bourguignon? And do you eat pork? And, like... Are you serious? Yeah. How is that part of, like, the culture? And, so, like, like <laughs> do you do you really, like, but ramadan... Mm-hmm. Um, how religious are you,
0: Wow! and all of that, because it's just... um... I feel like French culture to French people encompasses so much more than, like, the typical, like, limitations of culture. Like, everything is culture to French people, especially food, which is fine, but, like, what if I have a personal preference? Like, say it has nothing to do with religion. I don't eat pork because I don't like the taste of pork. Does that make me any less French than the next person because I don't eat pork? Like, I guess that makes no sense. Like, um, that's so fucking limiting. Like,
1: and and like you said, it's really interesting because. Like, the society, when you look at statistics, is very diverse. Right. There's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. And even, like, there's a lot of Africans. There's a shitload of, like, Portuguese Mm -hmm. and Italians and all of that. But somehow, when people speak about, like, French culture, culture, it's not... No, nope. that it's none of these cultures. It's like it's the something tiny, very specific percentage. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's very very specific. So I feel like this whole <clears throat> um, ban on the burkini is fear of I, other cultures and specifically and also stereotyping yes. and a lot of ignorance because you're just assuming that because this lady is mahjuba, she's oppressed. Right. Like there's that. I also feel like a huge part of it, because I think the band started from Cannes. Yeah, and it's mostly like in the the beaches in the southeast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a huge part of it is very classist, okay. because that's I didn't even think about that's that. That's like a very rich part of France, and right. it's super fancy, and that's where all the tourists go, and all of that. And in France, hijab is associated with being, you know, poor, basically. And they they don't want that,
0: like, in public, on display.
1: I feel like that's a huge part of it. Dude, I didn't
0: even think about that. Because I was going to say, like, the other thing besides, you know, this obsession with, like, assimilation into this very narrow view of French culture is also, like, besides that, there's also the... Rampant Islamophobia Mm -hmm. that exists in France, and like the fact that a lot of people are posting pictures of like nuns on the beach Mm -hmm. and they were dressed, you know, modestly as nuns do. And they're like, Well, you know, we don't see these nuns being like arrested or like having their clothes taken off in front of everybody. So, like, a big part of it for me is like, You're just you just want to like stamp out any sign of Islam, like any Mm -hmm. visible mark of Islam in France, which is ridiculous. It's so like. Crazy to me. I don't know
1: the statistics, <coughs> but I think something close to like 20% of the population is Muslim. Yeah. So it's it's a big percentage. Like, I. Okay, like, okay, French people. Also, there's a whole other side to this debate that I just discovered the other day because I follow. Um, what's her name? The Egyptian uh, writer?
0: Uh, Muna. Uh, yeah. Something or other. Muna Tahawi. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Um, if you don't know her, she's an Egyptian writer and she's like hardcore feminist and all of that. And she was saying um, like she did not want to comment on the ban because he aslan min al awwal indarai fi al Right. And she's like the problem is that we as Arabs are so quick to be like, oh you can't ban hijab because like that's you know personal freedom yeah. and all of that. But she's saying that like our, our view of religion is so ingrained in patriarchy that we can't even like we can't even criticize the fact that you know maybe hijab is coercion dressed as choice okay, you know what i mean
0: I, I can respect that but i also think that like the i also think that that can that can be very misleading like that's that's di- you know that's dismissing the countless number of women who are not forced into wearing hijab or whatever or actually believe in hijab fully as in like this is part of their duty in their religion and are perfectly okay with doing it like i feel like that kind of silences I, I agree that part you know i agree like
1: i i feel like a lot of women are really convinced and they wear hijab because that's their right, faith right but i think her point is even the women who think that they're doing this by choice. Right. She's saying that this whole culture of modesty in religion in general, not just in Islam, okay, is very patriarchal and we can't like yeah. we we never really criticize that as women right, because right. it's like your faith and right. that's what you're supposed to do. Right. But like why why are you obliged to be modest and not the men? Right. Why is everything on you? Fishnu. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I see. I can see that argument being made.
1: But either way, regardless of all of that, I think that this is some bullshit. Like this ban isn't is some it? Like bullshit. straight up
0: unconstitutional. Like I'm, I'm pretty. Sure I'm pretty it sure it is. Like I'm yes, France sure being a secular state is exactly so that religion does not get involved in like public like in whatever in like government and public yeah, practice it's, but it's, that has nothing to do with you and your personal private choice to dress however you like or like But also if you're separating you state want. from religion
1: it means that state cannot interfere in your religious in practice, your religious practice. Hence, and yes i understand that in you know places that are um, connected to government or right. you know that are like Public, what do you call it?
0: Like public works, like I, public yeah. institutions.
1: Yeah, like city hall and yeah. schools, like public schools mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I understand that you're not allowed to, you know, show signs of your religion right. because everyone is supposed to be equal and the same and all of that. But ficheré, right? On you the, can be whoever the fuck you want on to be. the beach on your Especially private on time on the beach yeah. on your own damn time, right? So. Girl. Ma'am, I'm I'm tired of France. <laughs> I need them to do better. Do better,
0: please. And I feel like I want to say that it comes from a good place. No, it doesn't. Like on a it, very it comes, like in a vacuum, it sounds nice that there's like that they're so gung ho about their freedom and about secular secularism. But it's so violent in the way that it's done that like you can't see it as something. I saw a
1: picture of. An older woman... Like, she must have been at, like, late 40s or 50s mm-hmm. or something. And she was on the beach wearing a burkini, mm-hmm. if you may. <laughs> and two policemen actually came up to her, oh, yeah. and they made her take off the tunic part. Yeah. So, like, her arms were bare. She yeah. was wearing a tarhan, like, her arms were bare. And, like, for
0: what? Yeah. Like, why? It's, it's, it's a way to humiliate also, like... It really is like you could have even if you wanted even if that was a law and you wanted to do that, you could have done it in a in a less ex violent yeah and yeah. in a less exposed way, like she I was agree. in the middle of the beach, I people behind agree. her in the picture were like watching her yeah it's just it's incredibly humiliating,
1: it really is
0: oh friends, please stop, please <laughs> do better do better. <laughs> And, and
1: just, oh my god, I was so upset. Like, even the wazira, what's her face? I I don't. Just fucking Please
0: not, no. She who shall not be named, I
1: don't. But yeah, he's like, how could you defend this? And women are dying for the right, you know, to like take this hijab off. Okay, but like. But what does that have to do with what, the women who, who, who want, want to? to? <laughs> like, how is that?
0: How Girl. do you get to decide?
1: That's what, the thing. What freedom is exactly. for people?
0: Like, who are you? Intimno, Like, this is how you're supposed to be free. Like, isn't freedom the freedom to do whatever? Like, he doesn't mean it he doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Khalid uh, made a very um, poignant cartoon, mm-hmm. and it was like two images. Basically, what well, looks like the same woman. Mm-hmm. One, she's wearing but and في like uh, bodies and whatever they're called نَسَنْ مَعَ فَنَسِسَ like yeah, there we go. Like two of them standing hey, two of them standing over her, like basically like commanding her to cover her head. And then on the left-hand side is the woman on the beach with her mm-hmm. burkini and the two cops standing over her asking her to take her burkini off. Yeah. And it's exactly the same. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, you are two sides of the same goddamn coin. That's pretty y- much it. You sure. know, in your effort to, like, push freedom or push religion, you're basically, you're just as oppressive. You're just as oppressive. Okay. I want to move on. That a good time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm, sadly, we're not moving on to anything better. Um... But before we do that, I want to read this tweet by someone, some white girl, who was like, I'm going to Saudi Arabia to wander around their shops in shorts and a vest top. Let's see how that goes down. Hashtag burkini ban. But... Bitch, if you don't, you're missing the point, and I need you to exit this narrative immediately. <laughs> like, please make it a point. I, I need you yeah. to exclude yourself.
1: Now. From this narrative. Now. Do you want to discuss why this is dumb, or no, do I you have, have to faith know, In our listeners' intelligence
0: I know that our listeners are smart enough to know That that shit don't make no goddamn sense if
1: you do not I swear to God Okay
0: So we just talked about um, You know, how freedom And freedom from religion specifically Can be so oppressive Let's talk about How um, our lovely Shi'uch in our religion Are making religion very oppressive And Mm -hmm. very like not even oppressive. This is just batshit insane. Like, okay. So, sheikh Mazin Apsersawi says... Oh my
1: God, is this where this is going? Really? Yep.
0: Really? <laughs> yes, it is. Girl. Are we doing this right now? Hold on tight. I have nothing to say about this.
1: I'm just going to let you talk because I swear to God... I <laughs> I have nothing.
0: I have a very... I ain't got a thing for you. I have a very short point to make okay. after I read this. So, sheikh Mazin Apsersawi says... يجوز لك أن تتزوج ابنتك الغير شرعية والتي ولدت من علاقة خارج إطار الزواج الشرعي. Translation, you are allowed, according to this sheikh, to marry your daughter, your illegitimate daughter, saying a daughter that you had, in a, in, you had out, out, out of, out of, of wedlock. أنا <sighs> I, I
1: have nothing. <laughs> I will say Mind this, I'm not going to discuss
0: the ridiculousness of what he said, because if you don't think this is ridiculous, bruh, <laughs> like, reevaluate your life. I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to get into is is the sad reality of, like, how a shiuch and their insane fatawi are actually doing nothing but pushing people away from religion. This is my personal... But also,
1: can we also address the legitimacy of these shiur, because this guy just said, yajuz kide, mean, when minwen, right. yeah, Jews, minwen. According to what? According to whom? According to what? Well, bring what? me the text, bring me your research, I need B. receipts.
0: I need receipts. Here's the thing, there's a video that goes along with this tweet, which I couldn't watch because I, you know, gag reflex mm-hmm. was real on one, like, just on hundred. <laughs> but, like, I just, you know... I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand the point of these serial fatwas. Just every so often, you come out with something that's more ridiculous than the one before. I think it's
1: like to stay relevant or something.
0: And here's the thing: I feel okay. It's like we, a popularity. Is it? Is that what it is? I think because so. I feel like this is, uh, you know, you're supposed to apply religion, like apply Islam, to the modern day, right? How does Islam and its teachings apply to our modern day life?
1: Girl, nobody does What are you talking about? But that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, like, this is what should be happening. But instead, all that's happening, all that we're discussing is these more and more perverted ideas that I feel that these shiuch are coming up with in order to, like, in order to justify the perverted Bullshit that happens in their societies Like, mm-hmm. that's all it is When you that, say that, really... that you can have A child out of wedlock And then marry that child All that says is you're so fucking perverted And you're so twisted and weird That we need a way to to erase this To make this do, halal Do you remember, um, I think I sent you this It was a while ago,
1: but there was a fetwa It wasn't even, like The sheikh actually went on TV And he's like, oh well um, you know, we say that you have to uh, So that, you know, when she hits puberty She's like already and all of that wow. And then he was like, but also if your daughter is, you know, younger um, No, he's like mm-hmm. And then he was like, what I say is <laughs> And then he was like, but if she's younger than two years old and the parents see that she's attractive, then they also need to cover her up. What the fuck does, does that like, mean, though? And I'm like, bruh. What does that mean? Wait, what does that mean? You you, you need to be castrated. Wait, what how, does that mean? How is a two-year-old attractive? How? How? Cover her for for what? For what? I can't, girl. I'm unable. Like, I have heart palpitations. Thinking about that guy. And like you said, all it does is excuse fucking pedophiles because he's gonna be like, oh wallahi he و- و- uh-huh. Like what? I can't, I can't with this shooch. I don't want to talk about this. Like <laughs> there's nothing to say.
0: They're fucking idiots who should all
1: be castrated. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't. I don't have words right now. But I. 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 I just. I mean, the point I want to make is that all this does, في نهاية المطاف, is that it bit الناس في الدين because if you if you say the دشيخ zol alim fi al he knows better than i do and bqul kalam zayda ma ada shnu ma ada al-deen bismah bi and and maybe i don't want to be associated with deen bismah bi hay but it, it depends i think that a lot of people who
1: are maybe like more educated and actually know about their <laughs> deen and all of that bas hay qulou da rajul madnun yani ma hayisma'ou ma hayqulou and the other people who are struggling with their own ignorance are going to actually believe this guy. And they're going to be like, oh, well,
0: that must be true because this sheikh said so. The other problem I have is that we continue to give legitimacy to these sheikhs. How,
1: but, like, that's why I'm saying I that's, need receipts.
0: But that's what I'm saying, like, you it, you here's know? the thing. You mean, if you're going to have a shaykh from Azhar or a shaykh from or whatever, who says these things, he can be a fatwa that makes sense, right? And he'll give you a fatwa like this that makes no sense. So I'm what? If انت, you are prepared to say something so outlandish, then how do I believe any of the other stuff that but you signed off on? We don't
1: hold them accountable for the shit that they say. And why don't we? At all. That's, that's my girl, question. I don't why know? don't we? Do you remember the guy who also went on TV and he said that women in Saudi shouldn't drive because <laughs> their, <laughs>
0: oh, that guy. their ovaries...
1: You yeah, their know? ovaries
0: prevent them from and like concentrating. And the, then on
1: the same show, they brought a gynecologist who was like, ovaries sir... Ovaries have nothing to do with driving a vehicle? No, he was like, show me your research. Like, right. this is bullshit. I'm a doctor. I'm an MD. I studied for God knows how many years. I'm telling you, this is bullshit. And he was like, لا, لا, I, I did my research. And I I, did research.
0: Like,
1: my favorite
0: fatwa is still... Uh, 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 my favorite fatwa is still the guy who said... <laughs> he said that um, in order to be able to receive a male guest like your husband's friend or something oh my god you have that to. you must breastfeed that friend or that male not guest even it in was in order to be allowed to come into your home no
1: it was the, um in the workplace like if you work in a mixed environment then you have to taraddi your colleagues so that may kun fitna or like <laughs> you guys need to see her face right now <laughs> ma'am <laughs> sir i swear to god that was the thing sir Sir, like,
0: oh my god. Yes,
1: yes, that was that was a thing. Also, one of my favorite, Fetawi, um <clears throat> it popped up in quite a few places by, like, a few chefs and stuff. They said that women should not cook um, carrots or, like, cucumbers or kosa or any phallic...
0: Vegetable
1: oh, because
0: it's fitna, like it, it, it just it drives them wild, <laughs> like, it, it makes them crazy. so i you you're just you can't handle it, you can't handle a couch, like
1: or like the the sheikh who said that um, kids should not watch Tom and Jerry because because it's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your face! Oh my god! You that know. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Please let us know. I want to know on a more serious note. I want to know because I've reached a point where I've become so disgusted with like Shiuch and their crazy fatawi that I don't trust any of them, that I would rather do my own iktihad, my own research and figure it out by myself and potentially be wrong than believe a sheikh or like tafsir bittah sheikh who could really be saying anything to me to further whatever agenda is on his mind. So I want to know from our listeners, like, do you guys, do you believe these shiuch? Do you trust in them? Do you trust in their tafsir? Do you trust in their like their quote-unquote wisdom of Dean, like, I want to know, because Girl, Anna, I'm so completely serious. jaded, I'm disillusioned, I'm just what like, I'm done. I want to know is the most hilarious
1: fatwa that you've ever heard, please share with us. Or I that. Mean, these are, yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be a good time.
0: Um, Anything to top the breastfeeding one, I think that's hard to top, yeah, yeah. 'Cause that That's one's true pretty insane.
1: Yeah, like imagine in the workplace just
0: <laughs> walk Boop, in and here be like here's my boob, bro. Hi.
1: <laughs> this is my first day on the job. <laughs> Would you like I, a boob? I need you to become my son. So
0: oh my god. here's a boob
1: for you. god. And um moving on. Moving on. Um to equally trashy
0: but Equally trashy but local news. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an exchange between two <clears throat> Sudanese tweets. Shout out to Ananasa, um, uh, who tweeted about, uh, she wanted to ask about, like, centers that, that support, uh, victims of rape, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, sexual abuse. Yes. And some guy, like, I guess what was her tweet, like,
1: Asking about, you know, what kind of support do they Um, receive or something like that? She was asking, she Mm. literally said, Hashtag retweet. That is all she said. Translation, Ah. do you guys know of a center that offers support and rehabilitation to victims of rape and sexual abuse in Sudan? Please retweet. Um and then this guy proceeded to quote tweet uh, this tweet and say hifrat ad-dukhan
0: idkhin washak da idkhin masareenak idkhin qul ayak shinu idkhin nafookhak ya hayawan
1: So we translate hifrat ad-dukhan hifrat
0: ad-dukhan is basically like a sauna but, like, for your nether regions, it, like, goes up from the bottom up. So you're sitting on top of a hole where, like... They're burning frankincense and yeah. stuff,
1: and you sit on top of it, and it is said
0: to... Hmm, I don't even want to say it, because it's just in this context. It's to tighten your
1: privates, basically, for women, is what it does. So...
0: So beyond the insensitivity and disgustingness of that tweet, <clears throat> so Ananasa uh, Arwa, I, 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 I don't know if she wants her name mentioned, whatever, um, screenshots this and tweets, <laughs> To which a young man responds, قَدْ مَا حُفْرَةَ الدُّخَانِ مُقْنِعَةَ قد ما تكون حفر الدخان اجابه قد إجابة قد ما تكون يمكن قد ما, يمكن. ما تكون. يمكن تكون يمكن ما تكون آي آي. <تصفيق> قد ما تكون حفره حفره الدخان اجابه مقنعه لكن تظل اجابه ما بتستاهل الزعل ده كله لا بتستاهل لا fact that you don't even see this as completely out of line is beyond me but it's insensitive, it's offensive. It's offensive. And it's, it's downright disgusting. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's it, it's not a, it's not funny. It's not even even as a joke, it's not funny. Like there's nothing amusing about it. Not let alone he wasn't trying to be serious. He was actually trying to make a joke. Right? Uh, uh is stupid, and then he goes on to have this entire discussion with with her about um what she should have done, like basically placing blame on her for saying in ka in which she is i'm sorry if you give that response to something as serious as the as the question that she posed like there's nothing. Oh. so basically here's the thing inti
1: Like, you put out something into the world that's, you know, really serious and may or may not be personal or whatever, and then someone says something really offensive and triggering, but it's your responsibility to respond positively to that. Like, it's your responsibility to be like, um, so this is not funny because this, this, and that, and, like, you're ignorant, so I need to teach you this, this, and that. It's not her
0: job. It is not her fucking job. So this is what the guy's argument was. His (laughs) argument that he was making was, regardless of whether this dude is wrong or not, his ignorance is most likely, or actually 100%, a, a product of the ignorant society in which he lives. And as such your job or your responsibility should have been to be nicer to him. Than انت, انت. Hold on, to oh be more sensitive man. to his ignorance and basically an opportunity to be, uh, to, to educate someone. And she's yeah. like, that's not what I was doing. That wasn't even the point of my tweet. Also, why is it my job? Also, the same, the same way in a, is not necessarily appropriate, is the same way he could have. Also, I'm not his mom. So I could, like, call him and be like, oh, miskeen habibi, oh, you're so ignorant. No, like, it's not my responsibility. Who, who, bedal.
1: Like, why did he even respond to her with all of this? He could have just talked to the guy. who If he thinks that it's an opportunity to educate someone who is a product of the ignorance of his society, then he should have done that. To, instead of going to her, who was you know, like, well, offended by this person and be like, oh, it's... I find it really... la, la, best, la, I find
0: it super ironic that he's talking about how she should educate him because, you know, he's just a product of an ignorant society. When the comment you made, sir, is just as ignorant. For you to be excusing his ignorance is just as ignorant as him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, for you to be like, oh, mungkin m'dkun iya it's not even a yaba. It's not even an answer to the question. Like, what like what are we even doing? Are we taking crazy pills? Am I insane? Like, what is what what is this? So she gets into this what I think a very polite discussion with this man, young man, whatever. And at one point he responds, Bruh, are you shitting me right now? Like, I don't I I just, I
1: don't... You know what, <laughs> I, I think, like, this is... This doesn't just relate to this topic, but I am really, really tired of Sudanese people being so fucking blasé. Like, I'm so tired of it. Like, please let me be angry. There is so much to be angry about.
0: the <laughs> experience of sexual abuse or sexual assault, whether you think whoever is at fault does not, regardless of who you think is at fault, or whatever the fuck, that experience is a trauma. It's something that's so violent and so difficult and such a tough experience. It's like, just like any other hadis, it's like getting hit by a car. It's like getting sick. It's worse because I mean, it's worse. getting hit by a
1: car, if you break, if you break your arm, it's eventually going to mend, but you don't get over that kind of but abuse. But here's
0: what I'm trying to say. If if you're going to if you were talking about somebody who was sick, right? Or who got hit by a car, would you be like uh-huh. Or would you make a joke like, hey, I need to go to a good hospital because you gonna go, haha, you gonna get a little bit of a little bit of a to bit of a little bit of a little of a you think he's an idiot for getting a by a car or of broken breaking his leg or whatever It's not something that you say, you don't, you don't, you don't attack someone who is obviously in pain or is obviously a patient of something or is obviously a victim, like what in the world, why can't we just see this incident or this kind of incident for what it is, which is a traumatic experience that if for nothing else, if you have nothing positive to say, if you have nothing supportive to say, just don't Say shit. Just don't. Just don't say anything at all. It's like it's like if my mom died, and you were like, well, you know, I mean, other people have problems <laughs> or like or like you know look at the bright side bitch what <laughs> like just just don't say anything just hus- ma- ma- don't do anything don't give me a hug nothing just don't talk, just don't talk to me just don't say anything and I, and it's the same for every other situation like this including sexual assault and abuse and rape just, just if you have nothing to say that's positive or supportive just don't say anything
1: but it, it really comes from a place of not only ignorance, but like إحنا في مجتمعنا بنتفي هالحالة دي Like nobody, yeah. nobody understands what a tragedy it is and how hard it is for the victims to get over this. Which is why this guy thought that it was appropriate to make a joke out of this, when it's not. Because inta inta مفاهيم inta you need لازم زوی قعیدك ویکفتك وشرحلك دي الناس فيها. Because it's serious, bruh. Like and I just I knew, maybe uh, if you got raped you would understand. But I
0: was gonna say let's, <laughs> you know I, I was gonna <laughs> say that I was like, you know what's out of dialogue back? I was gonna say that I almost it almost makes you wish that on uh, on these people just so they would understand like where how ignorant and how violent and how offensive they were. And I would never wish that on anybody because Obvious, for obvious reasons. But like it's like if you're not gonna listen to reason, right? What are you gonna wh- what are you gonna listen to? What how can one convince you that Al Hayir fi bani adam Mugrif? There's nothing in, in any in any part of our society, our culture, our upbringing, our deen that will that allows you to say that. And be so big with it and be so like, ha, and then have people defend you. Like, I don't care how ignorant our society is. Google is available for everyone. The same internet that you use. But Google needs hold intent. On, the same internet that allows you to go on Twitter and spout this shit is the same internet that will give you all the information you need about anything in this world. So don't tell me that, oh, miskin, عشان uh, مجتماعنا متخلف, عشان كذا هو طلاع متخلف زي you. No. You as a grown-ass person who knows how to use the internet and knows how to type on these keys or whatever, can use that same internet to educate yourself and to better yourself. Um, That's bottom line. That's it. No, Girl, I, and I if I that. were to take this oh, one, okay, more. <laughs> one step further, I would say that this is a product of our educational system because we are spoon-fed all the information, quiz that we think is relevant or needed in life or in our field or whatever. We don't go past any of that. You don't learn how to do your own research. You don't learn. You know, you're not taught to explore the other sides of a hayat that you're not being taught. You're not told to, like, تمشي petish barak or whatever. You just rely completely on whatever information is given to you. And as such, you think that Khalas انت بجي fahim فهم When that's not how life works. You need to go look things up by yourself. Not everybody's gonna sit you down and tell you a story about how to be a good person and how to not be problematic. No, like no, no. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're you're good. <laughs> you're good. I heard it. Is you finished, or is you done?
0: Ha Like khlas. Okay.
1: Well, أصلاً أنا من الأول الموضوع اللي بدك I, I have nothing more.
0: I, I I got nothing more. Mu'lim. And again, I repeat, uh, if you guys, you know, if you guys see anyone who needs help and you have it in you, I'm not saying it's your responsibility, but if you have it in you, if you have the energy and the time and the like peace of mind to impart. If you found you, then. Right. To <laughs> impart some knowledge or give someone some tips, some receipts, anything, please do so.
1: But it's, it's really not your job. But it's
0: not your job, and you should never... To raise
1: people, because... And also, I'd like to say that, um, like Ahmad Tariq was saying, um, the guy who was like, oh, or whatever, um, at least he's like, completely 100% ignorant, and really disgusting oh. and like owning up to it. But the problem moderate who seem to be reasonable, but they're also like low-key condoning the wrong ghalat Like what does is, what is it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What
0: does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? it إنه It <clears throat> um. That's for me. This week has just been really like, baikh and it's been like, kida uh, like sprinklings of trash all throughout Bits the week that have become like full on like, like dumps of trash mm-hmm. as the week progressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just—I'm not here for it. I'm not here for, for my people this week because y'all are on one, as clearly as we mentioned earlier. And I'm not here for foreigners either. Can we talk about the Italian lady who tried to buy my artwork from can we, from in front of me? From can, can we can we discuss can, from in front of me? So let us let us please discuss. The illustrious Abdullah Abbas, um sent me a print of his piece called "See the Lebanon in New York." And if you don't know what that piece is, please go to Abdullah Abbas, like search him on Instagram and you will find it. It's a beautiful digital artwork. Um, he sent it to me, and sadly when it arrived, the, the frame broke. So I brought it back with me, and I had it framed at Mojo Gallery. And then, because of Sudan and whatever, I couldn't go pick it up right away. So it took about two weeks for me to get there. I get there after two weeks, uh, me and to go in. And the piece is beautiful. The framing is absolutely... And it, it was on display. Like, okay. they had khallua right. barra waiting for you, and you took your time, so it yes. was on display. So it was on display, pretty much. I come in, I'm like, oh, my God, the frame looks amazing. The piece looks amazing in the frame. Like, I'm really excited. And the guy is like, you know, because people really wanted it, because it, so, it looks so good, blah, blah, blah. As we're talking, there's an Italian lady and her friend who are in Mojo Gallery looking to buy artwork. And she comes over and she's like, oh, this is a really nice piece. And the guy, the owner of Mojo Gallery says, this is hers, right? And pointing at me. And the lady's like, oh, that's really cool, congratulations. She looks at it and she's like, this is like the New York... Like, this is like New York, like a New York street. She, it wasn't a question, though. She was yeah. like, oh, this how is... pretty.
1: This is like a composition. Right. Oh, it's like the streets of
0: New York. Here's the thing. I, and I say, yeah. And she's like, oh, is this a painting? I'm like, no, it's digital artwork. Like, I clearly know what this is. Then she turns around, she says, have you ever been in New York?
1: <laughs>
0: Silence. When I tell you that, first of all, before I could even answer, Sada jumps in. Sada jumps in and she's like, she was born there.
1: And uh, I swiftly, yeah, swiftly give her the side eye and I was like, uh, she was born there.
0: Collected the lady. And by the way, she completely ignored what you said. Because I had to repeat, I lived in New York like twice. Where she's like, oh, okay. So then, anyway. I pay my outstanding balance. I pick up the piece, and we're leaving. And the lady's like, oh, but I, but, what, like, she brought it to be framed, and now she's taking it home. And she's like, but what, oh, before that, she's, she took a picture of it and was like. Pictures. Pictures and like, of it. was like, what's happening now? And what's happening, people. With the piece. So I'm like, okay, we need to... Sad so like, we need to dip. <laughs> so I pick it up, and we're leaving. And as we're leaving, we're going out the door. The lady's like, oh, but you're taking the piece. And the guy's like, yeah, it's hers. She, she just brought it to be framed. And she goes, but what if I want it? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? At which
1: point, I proceeded to giggle, and then we... We just walked we out. We just walked we out. We just
0: walked out. Like, we didn't even stop. We didn't even acknowledge But, like, night. bitch, are you high... <laughs> what do you mean what if i want it if this isn't some white privilege like and as we, she was like oh but what if i
1: want to buy it and then as we're walking out she's like but i really really like it and we're like
0: ma'am yeah, it, it I, is not yours I, goodbye i said the is <laughs> But but I really want it so more. Well, too bad. I'm just to to Abdullah Abbas, I'm going to say to Well, have life. Like, yeah. what is that? What if, I, what if I really want it? Well, I'm sorry, honey. She's going to have to... You don't get what you want sometimes in life. Like, what is this? Well, you do
1: when you're a white woman, but... I was Especially so when you're
0: a white woman living... Living in Khartoum? Yeah. Like, like... Uh, yeah, and for I thought I was like laughing. And then we got in the car, and it didn't really hit me how entitled whatever she said was until I got home. And I got home at like 9 p.m. And then I was like, hold on.
1: Wait, Wait what
0: now? <laughs> how dare you? First of all, Here's, okay. how dare you be like, oh, have you ever been to New York? Like That's, that's the thing. Because I, I was thinking,
1: like, I got really upset, and then when we left, I was like, is it me? Am I, like, really sensitive? No, that shit was Do I, like, always overreact? And I was thinking, like, it really is a white people thing because I would never in a million years be like, oh, have you been to New York, though? Like... You little tiny African with the curly hair on <laughs> oh. your head, you've been to like really? that, oh, hey, hey, hey. like you really have to be on some next level entitlement to say. I, and the more I think of it, I'm like,
0: but like we, ne- I would never. Also, fucking regardless, like, first of all, do you know what a C11 is? Do you? <laughs> I could have asked you the same fucking question. I could have been like. The seed level? Oh, you don't know what that is? Oh. Oh, but don't you live here? I, I could have easily like done the same shit to you, but I'm not insulting. Like I don't and also I don't care. And also what does it matter if I've been to New York or not? Does that mean I can appreciate the piece less because I've been I've never been in New York? Does that mean you can appreciate it more? Like what does that even mean? How is that question relevant to anything? She was buying, they ended up buying that, um, P's The other that digital Muhammad that I like, yeah. It was like an African mask, as part yes. of his African mask series. And they were like, oh, but it looks. She like wouldn't, she was like, oh, but it doesn't look like, uh, like it doesn't look African. It looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, it looks like something else. It looks like Latin American or some shit. I was like, what the but who are you but who are you but who are you but stop just stop talking <laughs> يعني, يعني just مبالغة, مبالغة. And they really think it's like saying, ال- 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 <laughs> oh my god your english is so good that's yeah. oh god, is so good. That's, yeah. that's that's one of the classics though. yeah oh my god you're I- so articulate <laughs> You don't have an accent Oh my god Where did you learn English? In Habotik That's where I learned it <laughs> Yes sir, yes ma'am, please Because, no Because I can't Are you anyone? asking
1: me? Yeah, yeah I, me? I didn't do my homework
0: Oh, I'm in Okay I could ask If people have a cellar No, I don't have a cellar And they're working with And what do I mean? I see you guys I see you I see your your are We see your Yeah Um my yes, ma'am for this week goes out to journalist extraordinaire Nirmal Barir. <gasps> Get it, girl? Yes, girl. Um, she is an award-winning international television correspondent. She works for CNN, and she is most famous, or to me she's most famous, for her documentary uh, called um, Meet the Ginger Eat. And she's basically, like, the first woman to sit down with Mm -hmm. a ginger and, like, talk to them and blah, blah, blah. She's super badass. Um, She was even... She's compared often to... um, What's her name? Mm -hmm. Christina Mampur, or whatever her name is, the, like, super Mm -hmm. badass CNN correspondent. Um, She's won a bunch of awards, including the Amnesty Award for Human Rights Journalism and the One World Broadcast Awards. She was also... uh, in 2008 shortlisted for the Young Journalist of the Year at the Royal Television Society Award. Well, she's that kind is of amazing. In 2016 the society named her Specialist Journalist of the Year. She's she's absolute Sudanese excellence. 100%. Yeah. Yes ma'am, Naimal Baig. Get impressive. it. Yeah. She's kind of amazing. Okay. <laughs> Are you waiting for my yes sir? Yes. <laughs> my yes sir, this week goes out to DJ MoMA, um, who is a Sudanese DJ uh, out of New York. Mm-hmm. He is kind of amazing. He was actually, I want to say he was an architect. Like that was, was his he? like nine to five. I want to mm-hmm. say something like that or an engineer. Okay. And then he just decided that like. You know, I don't like my 9-5 and I want to, you know, be a DJ. And he's really good at it. And now he's like super amazing and he yeah, DJs all over the world. Popping. And he just DJ'd at Afropunk. Oh, did he? Yes, girl. Get it. And he does the, um, he, he DJs regularly at the... Um, Everyday People. Everyday People NYC, which is like this amazing black excellence, black magic, like, Girl, um, black, black beauty. beauty, black everything, like, this brunch <laughs> event where, I like, can't. everyone is absolutely gorgeous and amazing, and like, nobody looks bad and everybody's on, like, on beat and, like, it's just, everyone is so fleeky, it's crazy, um, but he's actually All quite incredible, blipsters. he's also the brother, his, he's also the brother of Ibrahim Hamid, who is J. Cole's manager, Okay. And the man who brought J. Cole to light. Um, J. Cole went platinum without any features. Oh, Girl. (laughs) He's also the brother of uh, Bas, who is um, Sudanese-American rapper, who is on J. Cole's label, I believe. Okay. And with him, yeah. yeah, So, like, the
1: whole family. The whole
0: family is kind of, yeah, excellent. So, shout out to DJ MoMA. Uh, Yes, sir, to you. Thank you for propelling us into new fields of excellence, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's it. That's all I have. We'll we'll tweet all those things. If you have a yes sir or yes ma'am that you want to share, you know if if we're
1: on the subject of like excellent Sudanese families, Mm -hmm. then my yes sir and yes ma'am would be for (laughs)
0: thinking hey that's actually was gonna be my my uh, yes ma'am her sister was gonna be my yes ma'am and then I changed my mind yeah because um, I'm like into the whole family I don't know I... what his name is though oh okay so Sin Kane is a singer songwriter I believe out of New York yes yeah Um anyway, Jalab, and Jalab. his sister as a is um, she was a writer and she like toured with Janelle Monet for a while and wrote, yes, for, wrote about her and for her. Um, and she is uh, also an entrepreneur.
1: Yes. So she started this company called Haramesque, mm-hmm. um, where she sells handmade candles, I believe, that are yes. scented yes. handmade candles that yes. are inspired by, by like, Sudanese perfume and spices yes. and scents. In general. So,
0: you know, we're everywhere. We're out here doing it all. Like, that's what we do. Follow your dreams, kids. Don't let anybody tell you you can't because look at these people. Look how amazing their lives are. Okay, mama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, you know, we're going to go. You know what the contact information <laughs> is. I'm not going to repeat it a million times. So, yallah, ma'asalam. my
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.